I just realized how empty everything was. And I literally lost my legs and I crumbled. I, I hit the kitchen floor and I sobbed. And I sobbed so intensely. It was like my heart had broken. That girl decided that that was the beginning of finding out what the truth was. What was the truth to finding happiness? Hi everyone, welcome to Connectedly, the show where we unpack the path to happiness through the art of connection. I'm Nicole Sharanam. This episode is an introduction to Connectedly, where we look at what connection means and its relationship to happiness, as well as who am I? And a confession, the first of many perhaps. Thanks for sharing this time with me, for lending me your ears and for opening your hearts. It's so great to be on this journey with you. And finally, before we begin, I'd like to invite you to join our amazing community by clicking subscribe. Thanks again for listening in to Connectedly. Hi everyone, I'm Nicole Sharanam and welcome to our very first episode of Connectedly. I am literally so excited, elated, jumping out of my bones to be here. And of course, I'm a little bit nervous because it is my first episode. Uh, there is a massive microphone hanging in front of my face, so <laughs> that's a little bit off-putting. But bear with me. And first of all, I wanted to thank you. Thank you for being here. This journey is really one toward happiness and it's one toward more joy and more love and more intentional living. It's about building more connection. So I'm calling out to the women in this world who feel like they are sick and tired of wearing a fake painted on smile, who feel disconnected from the role that they play and the yearn and, and that desire of the heart, you know, who feel disconnected from that. So this show is about giving you strategies to find more happiness through practical tools that you can implement right now. It's about finding more connection in our hearts, to ourselves and in every aspect of our life. So I will share with you my story because for me, storytelling really is integral to our life of connection and storytelling helps us to not only connect emotionally with people, but it's so that we can see beyond just the exterior of how we appear uh, and to help us to really stand together, not to mention that there's that energy transfer and, and wisdom that can be passed on through storytelling. So why am I doing this? Well, I've, I've been on a really big deep dive over the last two decades to finding happiness. And I, I finally found that innate bliss within me. And I keep saying, I, I want to bottle this and I want to share it with the world. Well, this is my way of doing exactly that. This is the bottling and unbottling of happiness and connection. So together, we're going to reverse engineer and unbottle the happiness so that together we can walk the pathways of those who have found a true unbridled happiness. So thank you for being here with me. Thank you for allowing yourself a moment to connect with me and with the stories and with something that is ancient that runs so much deeper than we could ever imagine. Shall we begin? First, I want to share a story. So if I had a little chime, I'd ring the bell and say, 
Turn the page now. So this story I call The Kitchen Crumble. So in my mid-30s, I feel like I had the world at my feet. I felt like I had everything, really. I, I was happy. I had a successful business helping women with their health. I had a house. I was married. I couldn't say anything was missing or lacking. I, I felt happy. And then I had got divorced and I felt like I couldn't really focus on my work and I couldn't give to my clients anymore. I just couldn't connect with my friends. What used to make me happy didn't make me happy anymore. I just felt empty. And it was almost like I was this empty shell of a person, you know, doing the things that I'd always done, but just nothing eventuated. Nothing felt good, really. I mean, I wasn't depressed. I didn't have depression. I was happy. I was still happy. I just couldn't connect with anyone. It was like darkness had descended over me and I, or I was invisible or something. So with this darkness, I, I remember being in my kitchen in my house and I was baking. I love to bake and I was baking a cake and I had an apron on and I, you know, was jitting around singing songs from, you know, getting the batter and whip, 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 as you can imagine. And I just had this moment where I just realized how empty everything was. And I literally lost my legs and I crumbled. I, I hit the kitchen floor and I sobbed. And I sobbed so intensely. It was like my heart had broken and the pieces were on the floor. And it was there sitting on that floor where I realized that I wasn't happy. Despite being happy, I wasn't happy. What the heck did that even mean? I mean, this girl was disconnected, disconnected. Even though I felt like I had friends around me and I, I was popular, I, was, I just couldn't grasp it anymore. So I was looking in all the wrong places, it would seem, for happiness. You know, I was dating and partying and shopping and, you know, buying shoes, <laughs> successfully working, and I was searching. I was doing and I was filling, but it was like I was just this black hole, you know, a void of a, just space. And I think the whole time I had been modeling what society had told me that I was to do to find happiness. I filled those buckets. I ticked those boxes. I did what I was meant to do, the community, the friendship, the purpose, you know, the relationships. I was doing it. It was like, you know, the analogy of me making this cake, you know, I, I literally built the cake. I had iced the cake and I decorated the cake, but like on the inside, it was empty. There was nothing there. And of course, if there's nothing inside your cake, what's going to happen? Well, crumbles. So I felt really like, you know, I guess I was lied to. And that girl decided that that was the beginning of finding out what the truth was. 
what was the truth to finding happiness? And it was the happiness that went beyond just the stuff that I was buying. That didn't last long enough. I wanted something that felt true and whole, something that lit me up. So who am I? Let's back up, back up, back up. I'm Nicole Sharanam, and I'm a mum of a near five-year-old. I am a big kid at heart, so a very big sense of humour, and I love to have fun. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, I often get stuck behind the wheel of driving a Volvo car, which is my mum car, in my mind. I don't really have a Volvo. But it's like I'm driving my Volvo mum car and I get stuck in that. And I'm doing the jobs that are safe and the chores and the things I've got to do and I'm ticking the boxes still. And I don't want to be a Volvo. No offense to the Volvo. I want to be a convertible. I want to have my hair flying in the wind and I want to have the music cranked up. I want to be ah, waving my hands around, having fun. I don't want to be stuck behind the Volvo. <laughs> and I know that there are many mums with me. <laughs> so I live in Torquay in Victoria. So yes, I'm totally a beach girl and shoes are optional, which is crazy because when I think about 20 years ago, I was like the stiletto girl. That's, that's, you know, shoes, stilettos, heels, had to be stilettos. I don't think I owned a pair of flats. Well, now I don't think I own a pair of stilettos. <laughs> Go figure. Um, and I have a huge desire to keep learning. So as I've got older, that subject matter has changed from university or, you know, schooling to being me and how I tick and how I think and all about myself and getting closer to my truth and my inner wisdom and who I am. And that is what I want to learn about. So you may have heard me say that my name is Nicole Sharanam. And well, that's true, but actually my birth name is Dickman. Yes, that's right. Dick man. Exactly as it sounds. <laughs> you don't know how many times I have had to explain that surname. And don't get me wrong. I absolutely love my surname, but Sharanam was a name that was given to me by my spiritual teacher. And I was honored to receive that name as part of my learnings and growth. So it helps me to really step outside the limitations I've given myself. So for example, Nicole, the mum, may only see a certain amount of potential. Whereas Nicole Sharanam, as I tap more and more into that, I start to expand a little bit more and to consider my full potential. So if that's too much for you, just park it and think of it as a stage name. But something that's really cool that I wanted to share is that Sharanam actually means, in Sanskrit, it means refuge or shelter. And when you think about that and our women's club, which you'll hear about later, it makes total sense. It's a space or a container for women to feel safe, to share and to connect. Isn't that wonderful? I love that. I absolutely love that. And just on my surname. So for those avid fans out there, yes, I was on Big Brother and it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, 
but I'd rather air those cobwebs uh, out of the closet um, and just let everyone see it. So I was an intruder, um, I think it was like the second season in Australia and that was an awesome experience and uh, yeah, a brilliant opportunity to really, I found, to get to know myself again. I know that a lot of people would assume that you go on Big Brother to try and get famous, which I'm sure there's an aspect of that. But literally my truth was that I wanted to have some fun. I wanted to make some friends and I wanted to get closer to who I was. I was at a fork in the road and it just made sense for me. And you know what? It was awesome fun. It wasn't quite where you can go and just go to make friends. Not that everyone wasn't cool, but um, it's probably not the best place for that. <laughs> but anyway, that's my confession. And there we go. Just like a Band-Aid, straight off. Any other confessions? Don't think so. Next. <laughs> so back to the story. Happiness was a lie. I know that there are so many women right now around the world who feel the same way, who are profoundly just disconnected and living empty versions of ourselves, you know, lacking real substance. And, you know, you can just look out your window or, or drive down the street or look on social media and you can feel that so many of us are lonely and unhappy and lost and we're just walking around in circles, you know, ticking those <laughs> boxes that we're told we have to tick. And the happiness isn't there. And as women, many of us convince ourselves that we're happy. And because, well, you know, I'm sure in part we are. You know, there's a part of, of us, I think, that knows deep down that that's not true, that there's this underlying frustration and that is what compels us to kind of keep looking for more, hence, you know, the buying and the late night purchases and the food binges and consumption on whatever form that is. But if we all keep doing this, we're going to break down just like I did in the kitchen crumble, we will fall apart. Shit gets real. Can I say shit? I don't know. I just did. <laughs> so I want women to know that they're not alone before this happens. Ideally, before the kitchen crumble. You know, you could call it the dark night of the soul if you know what that is. And, and I think that if you're going to have it, you're probably going to have it. But many of us feel like the lights have been turned out. We're not lit up anymore and we deserve to be happy. You deserve to be happy, so happy that you jump out of bed in the morning and that no matter what is happening in your life, no matter what is happening, you always have that inside you. So not just when you buy new shoes or not just when your relationship's going well, not just when you have money in the bank or you get a promotion, but that you always have this inner bliss that radiates from you, from deep within you, in literally everything that you do. And if you're not living like that, then I ask why? Because you should be, and I should be, we should be, and the world should be. So this is the adventure to unpack how do we get there. So. I recently went on a three-month trip 
And I spent a month of that or just over that in, in India. Indian summer. I know I had so many people say to me, what are you thinking? Indian summer is hectic. <laughs> but it was beautiful. And what I learned while I was there, or more so when I returned, wasn't so much when I was there. I mean, it, was, it was too much, you know, hectic trying to keep up with the pace and the amount of people and the heat and everything was like next level. Um, <laughs> but when I got home to Australia, what I realized is that India was hectic, but it was calm. It had a sense of calmness. Australia, on the other hand, was not hectic. In fact, you know, where are all the people compared to India? <laughs> you look at, you know, you drive down the street and you're like, what well, is everyone asleep? But the difference is Australia's not hectic, but it's not calm. There's something missing. It's not as calm. It doesn't have the calmness that India has. Why? And it made me wonder, is it because the inside of the cake is missing? Is there something that they've learned that we haven't? I don't know. I'm asking the questions. I don't have all the answers here. I'm hoping to unpack this, but I'm going to ask the question. Is the inside of the cake missing? So that reminds me of another story about connection. And it takes me back to my late 20s. So let's rewind a bit. So I went on a meditation retreat uh, it was actually called Vipassana for those that have heard of that. And it's a 10 day, 10 day retreat or a boot camp. And I walked in kind of thinking, I'm going to have a cruisy meditation retreat with cocktails on the side and my feet up on a lazy boy enjoying the sunshine. Well, I walk in and suddenly I'm not allowed to talk. I'm not allowed to look anyone in the eye. Um, I can't eat more than two small meals a day. I have to get up at 4am to meditate <laughs> for 14 hours a day for 10 days. Now there's me kind of listening to this intro thinking my mind's going, get out, get out. This is a cult. Run for your life. <laughs> but I've since learned that that mind talk is often what happens when our mind is just trying to keep us safe. And anyway, day one, I had that mind screaming at me, get out, get out. And something in me just said, Nicole, we're here. Give it all you've got. Throw yourself in, go hard until day three. And then if you want to leave, leave. So I did this deal with myself and I pushed, I pushed as hard as I could. I was determined. I threw myself into it. I got up. I was the first one up 4am at the sound of the bell. First one into the meditation hall. I was sitting there closing my eyes. I was all in. And day four ticked by. And I had an experience that literally changed my life. It's hard to explain but it was a sense of losing my body in the middle of meditation. When I pushed beyond the pain, the excruciating pain that I felt in my body of things that were coming up, I lost my body completely. And all that was left was energy. And 
I know that some of you will hear that and you'll go, oh, that's because of X, Y, and Z, or that's because this textbook says this. And that's okay because that's what our mind does. It tries to compartmentalize and it tries to bring things down to a level that we understand. And I, it doesn't matter to me whether this resonates with you or not. This is the truth. I experienced that I was a highway of energy and it made me realize that not only are we connected to something so much more than we could ever imagine and it's just inside, but also we're connected to everything. We are not limited to just this body. So that's what I discovered. And you would think, okay, so if I've been given that insight, which is, you know, a gift, wonderful, then surely my life was a breeze after that. How did I reach a state of unhappiness? Well, you know, life as it is, I went back to my Chapel Street apartment at the time and that's where in Melbourne and I was living there at the time and I went onto my balcony and I remember thinking I was literally the happiest I had ever been in my life and not just happy. I'm talking like bamboozled, you know, won the lottery, happy, so happy. And then I had a phone call from the girlfriends. Do you want to come out and have a drink? Sure. Boom. I was out in the town drinking and forgot all about my happiness. <laughs> That's life. So Zen, I know. And now, you know, what I've discovered through all of these intensities of life is that true happiness is really dependent on this word connection. So let's talk a little bit about connection and what it means. So I, a lot of people, since I've been talking about connectedly the podcast and, and what we're going to be doing and what we're going to be talking about, a lot of people first think of community and friendships. They say, oh yeah, connection, connection to community connection to your friends. And it is that a hundred percent, but it is so much more. I'm just going to uncover a few of them because I can't fit a hundred podcast episodes into one because <laughs> you might fall asleep on me. Don't do that. So connection to self. So understanding who we really are, the awareness of how we think, why we react the way that we do. It's kind of like an instructional booklet for your mind. Oh, okay, so that's why I felt that way or that's why I reacted to you and got angry. It's that unpacking the self to really understand the connection with that. And what is it? It's connection to spirit. Now I know that word spirit makes certain people shudder, you know, Heaven forbid we say the word God, but you can insert any word you want here. It could be God. It could be universal love. It could be energy. It's just about tapping into something that is beyond the body. So feel free to insert any word you want here. It's connection to community. It's collaborating. It's celebrating truth and vulnerability of each other in our community. And it's community that's beyond our phones. You know, like <laughs> putting down our phones and seeing the world and saying hello to our neighbor. It's, it's 
connecting to things that matter most. It's connecting to an authentic version of us. And that means understanding us. It's a connection to nature, to understanding the full abundance that we reside on. It's connection to flow. It's connection to food, to reacquainting with the healthiest, nutritionally abundant foods for thriving. You know, it's remembering that we can't just eat out of a packet. It's connection to our elders, to our ancient lineage, to the wisdom of our indigenous people. It's connection to love, the power of our hearts when we are fully open and how exponential that is. So that's just a snapshot of connection. So what are we going to cover in each episode? Well, those are the themes that we're going to talk about and many more, but Within that, we'll talk to authors, scientists, gurus, yogis, mystics, storytellers, a whole bunch of fabulous people who are all going to help us unpack these different categories around connection. So we're going to bring them in because here's the truth. I am not a sage. I am just a girl asking the boy to love her. Well, I kind of stuffed up that quote, but <laughs> if you can pick what movie that's from, you can drop me a little comment or send me a note. So, no, I, I am just the girl next door who, who wants to help. And I want to bring in the experts. I want to bring in the people who know what they're talking about, who can shed some light on just an aspect of connection and how we reach that place of happiness, that boundless happiness that goes beyond just the fleeting retail purchases. And the rest of my story, well, look, I did find happiness. And through decades of study and leaning into the experts, I found ways to be able to carry this innate happiness with me at all times, despite what's going on in my life. And I'm not saying that I'm you know, going to walk around skipping, singing and sprinkling flowers around the place with a smile pinned to my face, because that would be pretty unrealistic. I'm saying that I have this sense now deep inside me that everything is always good. And that if I stop what I'm doing, even if I'm sad or if I've had a bad day or I'm grumpy or if I lose my wallet or I have an argument with my partner, if I stop for a moment and pause that deep down underneath the tumultuous waves, there's still a peaceful, serene and very much happy place there with me. But it is a continual journey. It, it is something I should say that we have to work on every day. We can't just get comfortable and sit on the couch eating chips, watching movies all our life, not using the tools because happiness will slip through our fingers and, and our minds love to drive. And the moment that that happens, the happiness can very easily slip through the cracks. We need to keep practicing these tools and to keep seeing beyond the limits of what our minds tell us. So that is what I want to share with the world that bottled happiness that everyone should be able to experience and live. And what a great world that would be, hey? Don't you think? So let's do this together. And if you feel like you want more, 
uh, and you feel like you would love to connect more with me and the people that I'm going to be bringing in and also the community that we're building, then please listen in and let's connect. Let's unpack this story of happiness and connection. Let's uncover the truth and let's keep going until the whole world knows and is lit up because that's what we all deserve. So just before we leave, I have to highlight, we've started a group on Facebook that's called the Women's Happiness Movement. So you can request to join. It's a private group. It's a place where women can come together and we can share, connect, talk, and be real. It's literally just for us to get vulnerable. We can celebrate our wins. We can cry over our losses. And it's just about connection. And if you want to hear anything on this show, if you want to hear an author, you want to hear uh, an expert, a scientist, or someone that you're like, oh, God, we've got to get her or him in front of this podcast, then please write me a comment. You can either write a comment to me or you can reach me via my website, which is connectedly.com.au and leave a review. For every review that we get, there's more chances that we're going to be able to reach those people out there who need help. Those women who are crying out for more light in their life. So thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for being here with me. I am so in love with doing this podcast and I cannot wait to see where this goes. It already feels so real and so strong and just beautiful and I'm honoured to be able to, to connect with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Lots of love.